0: Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our friends at the Empanadas Box. The Empanadas Box is a small family-owned restaurant owned by natives of Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they have Argentine-style empanadas with 22 other globally-inspired flavors available every single day looking for a suggestion well how about the oktoberfest empanada with bratwurst from lk sausage it also has cabbage carrots onion and mustard that is only available in the month of september their empanadas are available for dine-in and carry out but the pro move here is to get a box of frozen ones to take home you can also find them in your favorite food delivery app you can check them out online at theempanadasbox.com or check the link down in the description. You can find more information there, including information on their catering options for lunches, parties, and more. And a special offer to listeners of the postcast. Well, they're offering 10% off your order at their Covington, Kentucky location if you mention the postcast at checkout. They're at 212 West Pike Street in Covington. And I am happy to report that the staff there are incredibly nice and the Food is top-notch. If you've been listening to the Postcast, you know we've been talking these guys up well before they were a sponsor of the Postcast. So again, special thanks to the Empanadas Box, incredible folks there. And if you go to their Covington, Kentucky location, they'll get you 10% off for mentioning the Postcast. On this episode of the Postcast, we are talking about that 1-1 draw in Montreal for the FCA A Boring to bad game for the orange and blue is salvaged in the dying moments of the game by a Lucho Acosta penalty. We've recorded this immediately following the game, so we're a little scatterbrained in terms of how we you know, review this game, how we look back on this game, but uh, just a, a wild one that the narrative of this game and the narrative of this team changed dramatically in the final moments of the game. In part two, well, the Chief and I, we have a uh, we have a debt to pay, and we pay that up, as well as looking around the league, in particular, doing some table watching and playing out some Supporters' Shield scenarios for the FC. And then in part three, we are previewing, yes, they've got another match coming up, Charlotte comes to town. We get our predictions on that one, and that's going to be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, I am sure, I've got two gentlemen who also just watched Lucho Acosta salvage that match for us. I'm joined by the Chief, and I'm joined by Grayson. Chief, do we have to go back and delete a bunch of tweets now about this team, given how the last six minutes of this game went?
1: I'm on the record that you never delete tweets. Deleting (laughs) tweets is a coward move. Um... Your tweets should be standing. They should be a uh, the, the, the Ozymandias statue after everyone vacates the X platform. Look on my takes, ye mighty in despair. Only, only a coward uh, deletes his takes. Takes are formulated in the moment. You can only judge a take based on the time, place, and manner for which it came forth. I regret nothing that I said um, at all points prior to the improbable pk this team was playing like a bunch of bums for which the moment was too big the pressure was too great and i will stand by that uh to my dying day
0: i think if you were strategic about it you could say that that you were talking about Montreal, that this moment was too big, that they were going to beat the best team in MLS, and that their psyche finally cracked in the final moments. <laughs> but I wasn't
1: speaking French, so I clearly wasn't talking about them.
0: Ah, that is true. Yeah, I also tweeted, I think from the post's main account, remember when this team was good. So, I feel ya.
1: <laughs> Which also could have been talking about you know, FC Cincinnati or Montreal as well. Right. <laughs> Don't
2: worry, nobody's gonna use that shit as like a fucking narrative. <laughs> You know, no, no one's going to no one's going to take something that we say with, you know, any like nuance or jest and then
0: use it as a, you know, well, I've seen some people say. Right. And- <laughs> Look, if we can provide bulletin board material for this team and that helps them, I'm for it. I'm happy to play a role. I'm happy to be a cog in the machine.
1: Um I'm, I'm also firmly of the belief that you can't be held accountable for anything you say while you're drunk or while you're watching a sporting event, just the rational part of your brain in both instances just isn't working, and it's pure id. It's a direct, it is a direct pipeline into your id as a human being when you tweet in anger while intoxicated or while watching your sports team do something.
2: Which is why uh, I have joined up with Mom's Demand Action to draft up new gun legislation. <laughs> that that is that is sports and I think this I think this is going to pass the Bruin test. I really think I really think we're going to get one by.
1: <laughs> I mean you can't. you're you're trying to make society better. I like drunkenly ordered a Baker Mayfield jersey off DH Gates. So <laughs> we we are not the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there, there's something to be said too, in particular of what you tweet, what you say while your team is losing. Mm, that's a that's a particularly dark place. You can't have the uh, you know the the euphoric tweets when your team is winning. But um, you know,
1: you know what I really want, and I'm really looking forward to is it, so yeah. like we're we're on the cusp of AI just doing all of our thinking for us, which I'm really yeah. looking forward to. I would like AI to generate a Twitter timeline or an X timeline for historic events. So like, I want the AI algorithms to generate what the takes would have been (laughs) <laughs> if X had existed during Scott Norwood's field goal going wide right for the Buffalo Bills or like um, <laughs> or you can put this to any historical event, like instead of the people on CNN covering Operation Desert Storm, I want the X timeline on that. I've seen there's one account that's doing like live tweets from World War Two. Yeah. As World War II is happening. But I think like I think specifically with sporting events that happened in the past. I think there's a market for this.
2: No, you, the, I I I think the I haven't seen the World War II people, but I do think that there is. I think they're on the on the right page with like, but I assume that they're not doing it right, because you really do got to put yourself in the perspective of like, what if you were a fan watching Bunker Hill? You're like you're like we're a bunch of fucking losers. We're running, like right, right? like you're you're, you'd be way overreacting to it, Uh, and then like three months later, you'd be like, like yeah, we this this team showed its heart back at Bunker Hill.
3: Yeah, it just didn't. The Redcoats ain't played
1: no one, Paul. The Redcoats ain't played no one. They ain't won a road game since the French Revolution.
0: Oh my god. You know what it is? It's the the War. Oh, you'd have War. a bunch of the people like us who are
2: being like, we were saying the entire window, right? <laughs> <that laughs> Pearl Harbor was going to be attacked by the Japanese. It was too vulnerable. Was, if only somebody <laughs> could have predicted
0: this.
1: Pearl Harbor was an inside job. I've got the documents right here. <laughs> they knew those planes were coming because they were American planes.
0: I do like the idea. They didn't Airbnb's, bring enough defenders. <laughs> the Civil War, but The Confederacy is all being tweeted as if they're SEC fans, and the North is being tweeted as if they're Big Ten fans. And it's like, we don't have any unions that can beat them and their place. And then it's like we finally end up with Sherman, but he's sort of a flash in the pan. But then you end up with Grant. And he's not the most, you know, Sherman goes down.
1: (laughs) Sherman goes down and poisons a tree somewhere (laughs) on (laughs) campus.
2: I'm not gonna I'm not trying to imply anything broader in like moral about this sure but you know read into it what you will um i do think that that confederate fan tweets throughout civil war would read a lot like crew fans <laughs> like they'd be all up in our mentions they would be they would be like you know talking about like oh lee is like the greatest you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, lee, and, like, every, everything living... he does everything he does they'd be like oh he's just like the greatest of all time Lee and lives would just ignore rent free like in all your head the L's he's taken. <laughs> and they would just be up in like in you know anything that mentions Grant they'd be like oh he's drunk. Yeah. You know you know uh you got lucky at Vicksburg. Or <laughs> like, it would all of a sudden it would all it would of a sudden be, so be a problem. fucking annoying is what it would like, be.
1: Like they would be assholes but then the minute Grant starts setting fire to the south they're like that's not cool man that's not cool. Yeah, well, This wow. is going too far. No, this man. is going yes. too far. No. No.
2: <laughs> Come on. We're just we're just like We didn't ask for this. We're just, you know, we just trying to defend our defend our country. Our country is Virginia.
1: You got this all wrong. You got this all twisted. The South South Twitter during the Confederacy would be Detroit City. Like they would be able, they would be launching haymaker after haymaker online. They would have like this righteous indignation that everything they believe is true and that they're fighting to like, you know, preserve society the way it should be. But the second you take the fight back to them, it's, hey, man, calm down. I have a mental disorder. You can't talk to me that way. It's like, bro, you have been calling me an asshole for weeks. You can't hide behind this right now.
2: Ready to to get your mind blown yes Blow it. detroit city fans and crew fans online same people
3: <laughs>
2: literally I mean, literally the, the, the same and, people and, and then there would be like a handful of FC, of, of of union fans who right. are like are like you know like it's not really fair to go after grant that way <laughs> like <laughs> like he was kind of in a tough
0: position when you think about it, the Confederate States of America was basically asking for pro-rel for countries. Right. So. And it
2: is. And it is like in like crew is like the same thing. It's like, you know, you were handed like all the legacy, all the yep. privilege and you squandered it. Lee was a he was married to like a fucking descendant of George Washington. Right. His family, the first family of Virginia. He had a bunch of relatives that fought for the union. It's Man. just an unforced L. And yet, and yet, we're expected to, like, tread softly over the whole thing, just like we saved the crew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. This makes um, Arlington a uh, map-free stadium, I think. So, yes. Richmond is a historic crew stadium. <laughs> Nippert, Nippert is Appomattox. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, and then, like uh, that town in uh, that city in Brazil that has like Confederate statues. Oh, yeah. But like, no, like meaningful, like American presence anymore.
0: Right? Is Austin.
1: the confederacy retreated to austin
0: (laughs) yeah it kind of did right yeah a little bit you know (laughs) um no if folks can't tell i think lucho acosta's penalty certainly changed the mood and the tone of what this podcast was going to be uh there was also help elsewhere in the league which we will get to in part two but in this one FC Cincinnati plays ninety-two minutes of dreadful, boring, disconnect, woo, disconnected soccer, only to be bailed out with a very sloppy goalkeeping error against Kevin Dominic Kevin stringing Baggi. words
2: together now, just like Lucio connecting passes to Aaron Bupenza, <laughs> <laughs> which I saw. I saw. I saw a headline about. Oh yeah, please. Yeah, it was in uh, Broadway World. Oh yeah! Uh, it feels like somebody wrote it like 30 seconds ago. Uh, it's a little meandering. <laughs> you know what?
1: It's Broadway World. They have as much. They have as yeah. much. Carte, they have carte blanche on this show.
0: Yes,
2: we should get somebody from Broadway World to come talk about all that they've done
0: for this <laughs> team. <laughs> Just read back all of the old headlines. Uh, uh, see if I can figure out what happened in the game.
3: <laughs> I, I,
2: yeah, someone would have to go back through the episodes and find them because I, <laughs> I didn't save them, and I'm pretty sure they delete their web page every couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so this one says, "Bury me a little. One DP is lonely. Two is boring. Think that boop you'll keep ignoring. Still can't play side by side by side." Need to make room for company, or they will drive a fan base crazy.
1: Yeah, I think they're saying that we need to get rid of one or the other. What do you say? Is that what, is that what this writer is trying to say?
2: <laughs> it I don't does. Know. I think they need to, you know, figure out their relationship issues.
0: It, it does trick you a little wonder. bit.
2: Realize it's important to settle down with uh, a mate.
1: Love the one you're with
0: what if the uh the lucha yeah, someone replacement to play
2: a little too close someone <laughs> to pass it
0: too deep <laughs> what someone... if the lucha replacement was coming from inside of the house <laughs> is what i'm trying to say this is this is we thought he was replacing Brenner, folks he might have been replacing lucha the whole time yeah, so um
3: i i'm a, okay i'll put it out there before we get into the game please please okay my my hot take for the day, and I want to be
2: clear to everybody. Um, I had like kind of a fucked up day, and <laughs> I get into it. <laughs> but I barely watch this game, so I'm going off
3: of mostly like vibing. Um good. The is how much is it is it possible that
2: the purgatory of Lucho's contract situation And him feeling he needs to prove himself with an uncertain future. Is that making it harder for him to settle down and learn to work with a new designated player who, if he had a long-term deal, would not be competition, would be a, you know, long-term partner?
0: Yeah. The only thing I can think... Counter to that is we've gotten we've gotten some whispers. We're picking up some reading between some lines. A little bit of we terrorist might, chatter. We might see an extension this week announced for Lucho. So if that is the case, Didn't the post
2: report that an extension was done. Like, no, months we ago, said
1: formal negotiations. They put thermal. their they put their Sorry. tuxedos on to start negotiating. <laughs> Sorry. I no. forgot I think, they you put, know, honestly, I, I don't think they this put is on
2: that their suit jackets. And
1: I don't think this is that hot of a of a take. I mean, think about like what Lucho's going through right now. and like it's a lot of weight to place on his diminutive form. He is uh, in an MVP race. He is the captain of a team that's leading a supporter shield race. He personally is playing for a new contract or playing in a contractually uncertain sphere right now. That's a lot of shit going on that he is worried about or that he has on his plate right now. Like, if he wins the MVP, it puts so me a different. I'm not con- shaking my
2: head at you. I'm shaking my head at the LAFC St. Louis game. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, no. So I was like, tough, tough
1: reaction I'm, I'm right there. You. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. people.
2: This <laughs> is an audio medium, but I, since, since I brought up vibes, I'm not trying to give my co-hosts, you know, bad vibes here. Keep, vibes. Going, keep going.
1: No, no. I just, I didn't have much more to say of him. Like, yeah, he is pressing. Because he's an MVP candidate, his MVC candidacy impacts his contract status, all of which impacts the team's future and how it plays right now. And yeah, I mean, I don't know that it specifically changes anything material about his relationship with Bapenza or how he plays, but it's impossible not to think that that sort of thing doesn't weigh on a player's mind. They're only human.
0: Right. Add in there, he's also seeking uh, U.S. citizenship to potentially join a World Cup squad uh, playing here in the U.S. So, who knows where all of this stands. Hopefully, we do hear something about Acosta later this week, although, I mean... We we saw it in this game. Acosta again. Acosta and Bupenza do appear to play better when the other one isn't on the field, and I don't wonder if if a uh, if an extension is not around the corner, if they aren't reassessing that <laughs> because it would be a lot of money to waste on two DPS that can't play together versus one. That can clearly shine without the other one. I don't know. This was a frustrating game to watch for the starting attacking three that we expect to lead us to uh, MLS Cup glory, I'll say. All right. This so like is-
1: this game this game happened last night. By the time most people are listening to this, they have just watched this. So, like, I don't feel bad jumping around. Um, To that point they pulled Vasquez and Bupenza off in this game Mm -hmm. while they were chasing a goal and chasing a result. And to me, that's kind of a fucked up vibe for a a DP and a guy that you're expecting to give a big money or sell for big money this offseason. So looking at this and with all this sort of lurking around there, is that a tacit acknowledgment that Lucho is most effective when he has the freedom to be the guy by himself? Or was this a message to Vasquez and Bapenza of y'all suck something fierce last night. We're not going to hesitate pulling you if we think that there are better players or better form to be found elsewhere on the team. What do you guys make of that?
2: I feel like it could be both, you know? Um, <clears throat>
3: yeah. But... <laughs> You know, from a from a vibe standpoint, and I wish we could ask our
2: vibes consultant uh, about this. Although I would, I would never um, <laughs> uh, is uh, from a vibe standpoint.
3: It feels, and from like you know, half watching the the portion of the second half that I had seen up to that point, um,
2: it kind of felt like choosing lucho over those two guys yeah you know like felt like they, i need to either take off lucho or take off both of our starting strikers yeah because less or, less or, game, or it's yeah. or it's capitulation like and i don't say <laughs> I, I don't think it's that right but it feels like this is not working at all Um, There was the sequence shortly before that where Arias took the ball up the sideline and very conspicuously, in my opinion, did not pass the obvious ball in
3: to Bupenza. Yeah. And instead held on to it way too long, put it to Vasquez, who um, (laughs) choked on it. Yeah. And it turned into nothing. But
1: that was like the the thing the entire game, though, is that there was one of – there was both – you had Vasquez and Bupenza on the field. And depending on who you pass to, there was an absolute certainty of what was going to happen or pretty clear certainty. Every ball that went to Vasquez, he took too many touches. He got the ball tangled up under his feet, and he made a meal of the chances that he had. Bupenza was perpetually in an offside position in this game. And there were multiple times where the ball was played to Bupenza and the the attack at that point died because he was coming back or he had played himself onside or he had drifted offside and it was just over. And in that moment I was texting with a friend who made the similar point, like, oh, why wasn't Arias passing to Bupenza there? And I was like, Man, he has been offside so often this game. I don't blame his teammates for being gun shy about passing to him because he's gonna it's gonna ruin a chance based on the fact that he's got a foot wrong this entire game.
2: But he was behind Arius Yeah in that play. Like Arias should know who's behind him.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I mean, I think to Chief's point, he's been offside the whole game. At a certain point, it's safe to assume he is still offside. But yeah, no, I I agree with you, Grace, and I feel like this was a choosing Acosta over Vasquez and Bupenza because last week or last match, we saw that Kubo with Bupenza was a very viable Combination, you could have very well pulled Acosta off and put Kubo in there, and hell, I would have even looked at bringing in Halsey for Arias after that. Like it, it yeah, the really. Three of on-
2: the three of Kubo, Bupenza, and Vasquez looked great. Yeah, against what I would call,
3: I know the standings don't quite bear this out, but what I would wager is the only. Is is the major
2: contender with FC Cincinnati for the best team in the East?
0: Yeah, yeah. They certainly have the best goal differential. If you wanted a well, right, I don't they know have the what best, happened. They're the best this defense. Week. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're the best defense and goalie. So and yeah.
0: Orlando has a Orlando
2: certainly has an argument. Uh,
0: yeah, better sure. offense, I think. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it is frustrating that they can't seem to work together and. I know we've kind of poked at it and and joked with it, but man, I'd just say I really hope there is nothing personally between Bupenza and the rest of the team, Acosta and Bupenza. I don't know what's going on there. The body language looked terrible. Everybody seemed frustrated. Not a lot of like thumbs up, hey, nice, try getting me the ball type moves uh, tonight or even the, the previous night. It's... It's frustrating to watch that we got to this point, seemingly, you know, with two popsicle sticks taped together as an offense. And we finally got all the firepower and it's worse than what we had going this summer. I mean, uh,
2: send them to couples therapy.
0: Right. <laughs> there should be no like,
2: like. I can't imagine what you would focus on in training. Trust the falls. rest
1: of the year. Just have them right. do trust falls. <laughs>
2: other than getting getting Lucho and Bupenza to at least yeah. have a good enough relationship to trust each other on offense,
1: you know what because solves this everything.
2: Problem? Everything else is like everything else at this point is is what it is. That's the only point. That's the only part of the team that yeah. can meaningfully improve to the extent that it raises the team's ceiling, and it's also the only part of the team that uh <laughs> is, it's, working. <laughs> is, is it's it's the part of the team that seems most likely to get in the way of two
1: trophies. Yeah. You know what you got to do with these two. You have got to make them a tag team and have them challenge for the tag team belts at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> Can they coexist? <laughs> I love this. <laughs>
2: I send I'll them say to, this. send them to Denmark. Have them work in a pa- in a pastry kitchen <laughs> together.
1: I would watch the fuck out of this reality show. If like they had them take two weeks off and they have to start doing tasks together to learn more about one another and sort of get how the other person thinks and how they tick. I would watch the ever living shit out of this on Apple TV.
0: <laughs> I don't want to see- do, do arena Uh-oh. with them. Do arena
1: like the Running Man arena? No, um
2: Star Trek. Oh, oh yeah, series, with the Kirk, uh, Kirk and the Swarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or no, 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 not arena. Do oh, Darmok uh, and Jolana at Tanagra? Dharmak. Do Darmok? <laughs> Do Darmok with
1: them? Aaron and Acosta at the Teak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeez, so. <laughs>
1: or or pitch fox. Everyone's looking for reality programming right now because there's a writer's strike still ongoing. Do you remember that show with Paris Hilton and uh who is the other woman? The um uh they had to go live on a farm and work on a farm. What was her name? Life? it There was Nicole a simple life, but was you? Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. Yeah. Just do that with Aaron and Lucio. Send them off to like a farm somewhere and have them learn how to like livestock herd and, like, you can do
2: the you can do the lost city. Drop them into somewhere in uh, Bolivia and yeah. have them, like, try to find some treasure ahead of some, you know, billionaires or drug lords or somebody. Tropic There's Thunder. Have, have them film a movie,
1: do. like, in the middle of nowhere. Don't tell yeah. them where they're at. Uh,
2: romancing the Stone. Like, There's all types of things you can do with this.
0: The Amazing Race, but it's just around Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god handcuff the uh,
1: two of them together and drop them in a remote location yeah. they have to find their way out
0: that's basically what this all boils down to either one of them kills the other one therefore proving he is superior and probably or absolving, us the DP,
1: absolving us of the dp deal too which is more important
0: <laughs> it's not fully contracted fully guaranteed <laughs> if they're dead <laughs> so if if one dp kills another do you get out of both yeah, is that in the CBA? It's a twofer. Would be, One of them goes be, to
1: prison, the other's dead. It's win, a win-win for
0: everyone. We call Certainly, that a twofer. Behavior unbecoming of the league or whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, if you can cancel Mako Miljevic's contract <laughs> for, for, for punching, punching. an amateur Quebecois guy, um, which, to be fair, like punching a Quebecois is, you know,
1: Oh, I got it. I got it. It's they very both, normal. They both have to assume fake identities and register to play on a rec league soccer team together to learn how to work out their differences.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's how they end up punching each other and getting each thrown out of the league.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in like true rom-com fashion, they beat the shit out of one another. And then at some point, they just end up hugging and starting to kiss. Oh, so, but
2: here's the thing, right? Like, these are both... I don't know them personally, but like to be at the level that they're at, you have to be an incredibly competitive person. Yeah. And I would think that your pride would not
3: let you I think I would think that your competitive nature would force you to um learn to play with another
2: with another one of the, you know, two, three, four best players on the team to win trophies. And the only thing that I can think of from a competitive standpoint that would trump it is trying to prove that you are like the best guy because you need a new contract.
0: Right. Not to
2: to return back to that. I I admit, before somebody runs narrative on it, (laughs) <laughs> Extremely
0: hot, not well baked steak. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bupenza has his contract. Vasquez has his contract, and also probably Ooh, has the, a ticket out.
1: Is the reason why that they haven't provided a French interpreter so that Bupenza can't speak with his teammates and nobody understands what he's talking? Can we run this story back again? Oh
0: boy! Yeah. Here but Dominic Baji speaks French, so no. Yeah. But he's been hurt, so he yeah, can't true. do it. That's true, it. And his injury was his vocal yeah.
1: cords. <laughs> the, the injury was specifically to the part of his brain that understands and speaks French. That
2: would be really funny <laughs> if Baji's injury made him speak German instead of French. Like He had like some traumatic brain injury, yeah. and he forgot
1: how to speak French. <laughs> I mean the entirety of Europe suffered an injury that made French people start speaking German for a while back in the 40s. Well, the whole
3: world f-
2: suffered an injury at the Tower of Babel that made that show uh, all speak different stuff.
1: You can learn things. about this and more with promo code the post-Cincy at at ARC Encounter to get 20% off your visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ARC Encounter. D- no, learn I'm the just... things your AP bio teacher won't tell you.
2: Yeah. We're just talking about real things that happened. Oh my God.
0: Um, <laughs> find fault <find laughs> with that statement, yeah. haters. <laughs> more, more on that in part two. Actually, weirdly, somehow. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know. I looking back on this game, Fotmob has Bariel as player of the match.
1: Sure, <laughs> I don't find really out Like, dude,
0: every, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. Wobodo well, had a nice match, I think. Yeah. Except he he whipped he on the tackle. Like
2: shit on that stupid goal.
1: Yeah. Except he whiffed oh, yeah. on the tackle that directly led to the goal. <laughs> but also, I mean, how does that
2: goal happen? Yeah. It's two weeks what in is, a row that what,
1: we.
0: What is Roman doing on that goal? He's just not expecting shots, and yeah. there's just no like I, somebody like tweeted that he got beaten near post. Like, there's no near post or far post. When the guy is shooting straight at you, like, and he only has one angle at right. the goal. And Roman's even cheating over that way. If you watch it back, he's in a, I'll say, not very athletic position. He's sort of like crouched over and starts shuffling to the right a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a bad look for Roman. It's a bad look for the midfield. Like, like you said, Obi clearly whiffs on that tackle that opens up that space. Wave once again, center back's not stepping up to challenge for the ball. They also made almost made the same mistake maybe 10 15 minutes later as well just like nobody stepped up until the final moments for miazga did it's so frustrating they were kind of challenged
2: for it though they yeah. hadn't pushed over to that side He yeah. kicked it to the only place he would kick it and it was so far away and
0: it wasn't like a rocket no, it was no. In no. slow it was it moving in slow mo- yeah. it was moving
1: in slow motion No, I just you watch that back. The only thought you can have is Roman. I'm sorry if you're who you think you are and who you say you are and who we think you are with Roman. That's a shot you got to stop from out there. You can't be caught flat footed on that. Like you've got to be anticipating the shot. And it's not like someone was making a run where he was worried. Oh, I've got to cover this other direction or this might. He might play a ball into someone. It was either a shoot or a pass around to set something else up there was nothing else threatening that could have happened from that position
0: yeah i always yeah, like I Jonah's. Think, well, th- oh please. before people
2: jump on this and like oh there's we all think roman's really good
0: right but oh, you gotta to stop to that yourself. shot. <laughs> we just don't think he did a good job on that shot you, you gotta stop, stop people that shot. to get triggered by another thing i'm gonna say later
2: but Ooh. let's go on
0: no i was just gonna say i like jonah's uh frame of looking at this, which is if Roman had saved that shot, we probably would not remember that shot. Like it wouldn't stand out as like a wow. They almost Mm -mm. got one there. Uh, But the fact that he didn't, (laughs) that's what really makes it stand out. And that's frustrating. Um, And to be clear, I was also joking. I think Roman Celenton is a pretty good goalkeeper. Um, The first half of this game was. Dull boring nothing there's nothing in this what the was up with this in, what, the was up with in,
1: what the fuck was up with this announcer's <laughs> voice like this guy apparently I, I got someone on twitter telling me he sounds like this all the time i was kind of worried about making fun of him because i thought i was going to find out after the fact that he just had some horrendous injury to his vocal like, cords R-
2: he's like rfk jr yeah <laughs> he's got like <laughs> a <laughs> permanent vocal cord injury from uh uh his his extracurricular activities
0: Yeah, right. I was going to say, I think I know where his came from. No, the um, yeah, it was it was weird. And in the discord, people were saying they couldn't hear it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like my my mind was exploding at that. Like, how do you not hear this? He's chopping off the final sound of every word he's saying.
1: And between that and his color commentary, buddy, was acting like he just popped an entire bottle of Ambien and was ready to end it all like just like hey i don't know it's uh it's a tough thing fc cincinnati's going through right here they didn't step up to contest that shot and uh i mean the fucker sounds like i don't know just as good as the commentary team was last time i was about to make a reference that like 10 people would get that he sounded like ted winkler but like no one's gonna get that reference outside of a very narrow portion of the cincinnati (laughs) legal community
0: um
2: Oh, I, I don't know who you're talking about. But, he
0: does, actually. I, but do I, I, assume,
2: I assume if I knew who you were talking about, I would understand
0: completely what you're talking about. <laughs> and agree with it. Nice. Um, right up there, too, uh, constantly calling uh, Santi Arias Arias was blowing my mind. Like... He's a fairly well-known player in the world of soccer. He's not like some academy kid we promoted up. And it just goes back to this idea of like, I'm not sure how much homework these commentators are doing, and I also don't know what other jobs these commentators have, but this certainly feels like their full-time job, and they're not doing a very good job with it. Like, Say what you will about Tommy G. My man was up to date on his pronunciation guide yeah. of yeah. It's every like, team.
1: To a certain extent, I got at the start of the season. It's like, well, not everyone I wanted to get a job was going to get a job with Apple. Right. But listening to this guy today, it's like, how the fuck did Mike Watts and Tommy G not get a gig? Like, that's insane. So right. I
2: don't know their situation. But I mean, I uh, in my wanderings um, found my way onto a. Uh, uh, a crew Reddit thread about announcers. Ooh. And they mentioned that on an episode of the Massive Report,
3: okay. a crew announcer who was not hired by Apple said that um, Apple used a consultant that was also an
2: agency for announcers.
3: <laughs> and that. <laughs>
2: In that no announcer was hired who did not have an
3: agent. Oh,
0: that would
2: do it. So I look, I'm like I said, this is a thing that I saw that apparently one of the crew announcers who wasn't hired said a massive report.
1: Then I'm going to believe it's true immediately with no further verification, because that sounds true. That sounds truthy right there.
2: It does. It does (laughs) feel emotionally true. Right. right? Like Hassan Minaj's stories. Right.
0: Yeah. He's living his
1: truth, and I appreciate that, and I I respect that.
0: Yeah. it's That truth is now my truth, so thank you. I've incorporated that into my worldview. And that
1: was legitimately, uh, that was the only take I had about the first half was how awful this announcer was and how difficult it was making the game to listen to.
0: Yeah. Uh, Second half, I felt like FCC was the better team, but just like this offense couldn't click, and that's kind of the story of this game.
1: Yeah, like it, it was, was you at Arias with a point blank. Was that in the second half or first half? He has a point blank header that he puts like two feet wide.
0: I think that was the first half, but yeah, first half. Yeah,
1: Lupenza put a point blank header over the goal. Right. Yeah. So like they, it was another game where it's like they had chances, like a lot of chances <laughs> they created, and it was just they weren't the finishing the last ten percent of what you need to do to score a goal repeatedly wasn't there to a frustrating yeah. degree.
0: I, I love this. I mean, just running down the top line stats, we won possession. We won the expected goals battle by over two points, just 2.25 to 0.18. We had more shots, more big chances, more big chances missed, more accurate passes, more fouls committed, we were offsides more, and we had more corners. That That's a lot of FCC playing to a 1-1 draw with a lucky penalty at the final moments. Um, But that's
1: what you expect the numbers to look like when you go on the road to play a team that's where Montreal is on the table. You expect to... And the troubling thing about this game, and now it's a trend, I think, three weeks, three games, I'd say, Mm -hmm. where for extended periods, the entirety of the Orlando game, I'd say 90% of this game... And a good solid half of the last game. This team has just looked lifeless and listless. And they've been unable to finish chances. At the the Atlanta game. Well, I'd say the last three. It was this one, the Orlando and Nashville. Yeah. Did we play Orlando? Not Nashville. Orlando, this one and Philly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I would add the Nashville game to that. I know we won that on the road. But they looked bad.
0: I mean, we beat NYCFC in Atlanta in between then. so Yeah, I know. So I'm
3: saying Atlanta.
0: Yeah. The
2: Atlanta game the Wednesday before Orlando. Yes.
1: They looked bad
2: for a lot of that game.
1: One, but they looked bad. I'd agree with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Living up made, wide open spaces, Magic.
2: But looked bad for most of that game.
1: Is this just the way yeah. it is in MLS, even when you're a good team? That like the difference between a good team Maybe. and a mediocre team is that you look like shit and still pull points out. I mean,
2: that's why yeah, Philly's probably. so good because they just decide we're both looking like shit.
0: <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Philly has the ability to, at a minimum, drag a good team down to a shit level. Philly's
2: like we're both, we're all going to look like shit, and then we're right. just going to hammer the ball at
0: the goal a couple of times. It's going right. to go gonna hit in the, one of them. We're going to hit yeah. this
1: John and score a couple of goals.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, especially when you look around, like, and we'll do this in part two, but when you look around at how some of the other teams did, like even the teams that are surging only surge for like two games it's like nobody has sustained a period of success quite like fcc and has this season.
2: to be fair montreal comes into this game needing it a lot more than we do yeah yeah and that's something that's going to be happening a lot these next five games which
0: we can yeah. go into later but yeah um Or we could go into now. Is there anything else we want to talk about on this game? I want to talk about
2: Matt Miazga's dumb fucking yellow card. Yeah, and I
1: want
0: to know.
2: Uh,
1: Like, uh, I don't know how dumb I like. So it wasn't worth it. But like, he puts
2: it's. I would love to see. I don't
1: think it was a yellow. It was a dumb play, but it wasn't yellow.
0: I don't think it was a yellow either. Oh, okay. So I have the holdout here then. I don't think it was a yellow either. He very clearly tried to throw his body into that. He
2: got too close. He got too close to the goalie. And you're putting yourself in a position where that is often given. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't like close to making a play. No. So like, I don't know, like what he thought reasonably he
0: was doing. What I I do want to make
2: it. This defense is way, way, way better with Matt Miazga on the field Mm -hmm. than any other defender that we have. Yes. Okay. If I hear one person say that they heard somebody hating on Matt Miazga, (laughs) I'm not going to do anything,
1: (laughs) but I'm going to think some shit, but I am going to know
2: that that person is a moron. Right. OK, because <laughs> obviously, obviously, Matt Miazga is an incredibly important part of this team. Yeah. And, if it, and if this team is going to reach its ceiling, it needs Matt Miazga on the field.
1: Can I offer a conflicting a different opinion on. here on this? OK, go for it.
2: In, in, just let me finish, finish my thought. Matt Miazga has more dumb yellow cards than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to see like a supercut. Of Matt Miazga's (laughs) yellow cards, because I feel like half or more of them are not contesting for the ball or during a dead ball.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And you, you can't do that, right? You have to be on the field.
1: Can I offer no a different point here though? Before you, but 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 hold on, hold on.
2: Oh, and I just want to say, fuck me then. I think <laughs> I think he's defender. I think he's defender of the year in MLS.
3: But. I also worry. That we're going to be in a position where we're playing a game like a.
2: Eastern Conference final. And Matt gets suspended for the game. Yeah. And so that, I have, I that's have a this problem. If that happens, I All
1: have right. this belief that really what's going on here is that. This is the way we rest players and rotate to avoid (laughs) too many minutes happening on people is that Miazga never wants to come out. Lucho never wants to come out. So these card suspensions are just timed in such a way that they're getting minutes off that they probably need anyway over the course of a season.
0: Noonan has talked to the refs and has begged them for so instead, of, weird instead, of putting, instead
1: of putting Noonan in the awkward position of having to decide when to rotate, they're self-rotating the squad right now. And to me, that's leadership is
2: not <laughs> for your coach. Durham, right? He's like, he's like, throw me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
2: yeah. OK, so look, if Miazga, if we win the Supporter Shield and Miazga and Lucio don't have any yellow card issues during the playoffs and we win MLS Cup. Fuck me.
1: Or maybe, how about this? How about this thought? You ever watch a baseball game, speaking of Bull Durham, and the team's playing a little lifeless, they're not where they need to be, you know, things aren't going the right way. What do you see the manager do sometimes? They get out there, and they pick a fight with the umpire, and they get themselves thrown out, just to change the energy and change the vibe with what's going on. Matt Miazga goes and, you know, starts a little bit of shit with the goalkeeper, gets him all riled up, Gets a yellow. Then all of a sudden, Arias is all fired up. He gets himself a yellow. And all of a sudden, this team's got a little bit of fight, a little bit of energy. And then what happens not less than a few Mm -hmm. minutes later is this goalkeeper who's now feeling it a little bit. He just got into a fracas with Miazga. They're yelling back and forth. You're
2: not going to give that (laughs) that penalty to Miazga's stupid yellow card.
0: I'll give it should the post-unofficial assist me, of the game. Prove me <laughs> right, where I'm fine. wrong. <laughs> I don't care, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, Matt no. Miazga deserves that penalty more than, than Lucho Acosta. That's all I'm saying right there. He
0: gets the assist on he, the penalty he for he sure. He delayed,
1: baited the goalkeeper into losing his composure at a key moment right there.
2: <laughs> the, so somehow we gained a point on the standings. Well, <laughs> sir, St. Louis just tied LAFC Anyway. That Sorry, sounds I'm, like a, I'm, I'm that gonna sounds gonna like a part the, two.
1: I'm going to uh, for the rest so of so the can segment. We, can, we, can, we, can we talk about the penalty real quick just because I want to say – I. Should. I love this penalty. I love that they called this penalty. My biggest pet peeve in soccer, and I have a number of pet peeves in soccer, but one of my biggest pet peeves in soccer is how protected these goalkeeping motherfuckers are as they throw themselves around with reckless abandon, and they just expect at all times that the foul will be given to someone else for making contact with me, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I want to jump into a crowd of people going for the ball, I -hmm. will be given the foul if I run into someone, and they impede me from catching the soccer. Soccer ball. Fuck that. You did something stupid. That's a penalty all the time. It rarely gets called. And I love that it got called here so much.
0: Yes, completely agree. Uh, Lucha took a strong penalty, Uh, was super nervous the whole time. Wasn't nervous was a nervous. really bad time for him to miss, <laughs> given how this game had
1: gone. Once you get given that penalty in stoppage time like that, no, they never miss. Because you're thinking of it from our perspective. You're not right. thinking of it from Montreal's perspective. From Montreal's yeah. perspective, there was no chance Lucho was missing that kick at all. No ch- Everyone in that fucking stadium knew he was making that kick and ruining their evening as they walked out of Stade Saputo in the shadow <laughs> of Olympic Stadium. <laughs>
0: Oh, it was so good. It salvaged the night for us. Love it. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I got. Other than I do believe, at least from my recollection of real time, I wasn't able to pull it up. Miazga certainly like challenges for the ball for that yellow, and then takes another moment to throw his body into the keeper to like, oh, maybe the ref will think my momentum carried here. Maybe the keeper will drop the ball kind of thing is what I think is what happened. But there you go. Um, Did what he had to
1: do. We got a point. We got a point as a result.
0: He did. (laughs) He did. I'm looking at FOTMOB. They gave Celentano the worst player grade on the team with Aaron Bupenza right behind him. So ooh, not great. Builds not great going to people. The
2: playoffs. Who recently signed contracts with the team. <laughs>
0: oh, our two
2: most our two most recent contracts.
0: <laughs> you love to see it except you don't. All right. Part two. We're gonna head on over there. We're gonna look around the league. We're gonna look at uh, MLS, the Shield race. We also we have we have some debts to pay, Chief. Let's let's go pay some debts. <laughs> This episode is also brought to you by Sensi Shirts. Look, you know Scentsy Shirts. You love Sensi Shirts. They've been with FCC from the beginning, and we here at the Postcast, we're just huge fans of their work. They were very early sponsors of the Postcast here, and we have Always enjoyed their work. If you head on over to scentsyshirts.com, that's Sensi with a Y, shirts.com, and check out using the promo code thepostsensey, all wood word, all caps, you will get 10% off your order and you let them know that we sent you. Like they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online and at their two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. If they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. That is a fantastic feature and something that I have used as well. So again, special thank you to Cincy Shirts. Head on over to their website or check the link down below in the description for the promo code, the ThePostCincy, for 10% off your next order. And a huge thank you to Cincy Shirts. All right, we are back, and as I mentioned before, debts need to be paid. Grayson, why don't you explain to the good folks what what is about to happen to their ears here?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so um, uh, people, our most most diligent, faithful, intelligent, discerning listeners may remember that um, a moratorium was placed some time ago, on the mentioning of a certain player, the use of a certain name during episodes. And there was a promise. Uh, some may think this was an ephemeral promise uh, that there would be retribution or punishment for those who, who broke the moratorium. Um, we had our doubters. Uh, some people thought that, that this day would never come, but it is here.
1: Me, chief among them. Uh,
2: The chief and (laughs) uh, Kevin uh, both transgressed, and now they must atone. And uh, uh, so the punishment we settled on for your first offense, and we'll explain the the next punishment in a moment, but the punishment for a first offense is they must give us a reading from a book of... um, what some may call scripture um it's the book of the book of zimmerman uh the prophet becky zimmerman
1: the book play on a
2: soccer story play on a soccer story uh for those who uh i don't i feel like this was like a very i feel like this was introduced in like a very early episode it really was a lot of Um, people
0: are going to be confused yeah so um
2: yeah because because you know there we used to have 3 listeners now we have 12 yeah uh, that's fourfold <laughs> but <laughs> so um, uh walker zimmerman is a player for Nashville SC mm-hmm. and the US men's national team um many many moons ago we learned that his mom uh becky zimmerman <laughs> uh wrote a book uh With his, uh, about, I guess, his experience as a soccer player, as well as the importance of his faith. Yes. And we read a bit of this book on a past episode, (laughs) and Chief, uh, bought the book. And, you know, as no, as we are all sinners, as we all, uh, fall short of our ideals, uh, it sat by the wayside. And now tonight, um our newly saved individuals uh Kevin and the chief <laughs> will read from the great book uh to to show their uh uh newfound commitment to the word
1: i guess i was the uh i was the first transgressor here so um i guess i'll go first uh so we picked pages uh completely at random where we allowed Grayson to pick pages completely at random out of this book because he is the lone among us who is without sin in mentioning (laughs) he who must be named. So um, I guess we'll start this in the traditional Catholic uh, method. Bless me, Gary, for I have sinned. This is from page 117 of play on a soccer story inspired by Walker Zimmerman's faith journey. Uh, And because we're picking this up in media res, uh, we're just going to go with the first word on the page. And that's it. It (laughs) and walked away. I bent over to examine it myself and saw the ball pump needle Jake used on the ground nearby. Whoa, he destroyed it. It wasn't just random scratches. If you held it in the angle in the sunlight, you could see Jake's name. It says Jake Thompson. No way. Marco came back over to look. Tyler spoke up. Totally ruined now. I mean, to have Jake Thompson's name permanently etched on a cup in your trophy case would be, shut it, Tyler. No way I'm putting it anywhere but the trash. Marco took the trophy, walked to a nearby trash can, and tossed it. And just like that, he seemed to be fine. All of the fuming and cursing was, poof, gone. I offered him my trophy on the way back to GSA Cafe, but he wasn't interested. I was glad. I wanted to keep mine. (laughs) So why aren't you mad anymore? Tyler's curiosity got the best of him. This is the thing. I realize nobody cares at my house anyway. They're all into, they're all too into their own stuff. I mean, a trophy is to display a good accomplishment. There's no point at my house. No need to display if no one even looks at it, said Marco. None of us said another word. I remembered my previous conversation with Marco and how he wanted to run away from home. Replay of the day. Tonight, I'm thinking about Marco and the trophy. I can't get over how he would just throw a trophy into the trash can. I mean, it had Jake Thompson's name on it, but still, we worked hard to win that. And Marco was a huge part of the game. It's dark in my room. The streetlight shines through my blinds and highlights my trophy. The word of Walker Zimmerman.
2: Wow. I'm glad that we had the, the flashback um because <laughs> um you know as, as it's it's I am not one to question the word but um sometimes it's it's tough to decipher right and you do need to have it spelled out for you
1: yeah i feel like i got a real sense of something that was happening in walker zimmerman's <laughs> yep. life right there i
2: did get a sense that something was
1: happening for sure something about something about jake thompson i don't know who jake thompson is but now i want to know more yeah he sounds
2: bad to right. be honest it, and it maybe
1: makes, if maybe if I oh wait no we have a different punishment we're not going to read another page of this book so I never have to worry about this again. No.
0: <laughs> well no, you Kevin, don't. You have another, but punishment. I do. <laughs> so again, play on a soccer story inspired by Walker Zimmerman's Faith Journey, written by not Walker Zimmerman. Uh, again, we're picking this up mid uh, sentence here, mid page. I'm on page 25. Chosen In by a, Grayson at random. I would uh, start at just the first complete sentence, but <laughs> we, we come in too, too late with the next sentence. So here we go. Me about God. And as I looked at the stars, as far as I could see, I just knew there's a longing, a home I'm trying to get to, and a creator slash dad who wants me. My <laughs> Bible says this. And I'm going to nitpick this in a moment. <clears throat> We're quoting scripture here now properly. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. That's Psalm 139, 15 from the message. Now, hang on. Let's keep going. He made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom, stretched out the heavens by his understanding. That's Jeremiah 51, 15 from the NIV. Folks, that's two different versions of the Bible. That's not coming out of the same book. Read the (laughs) book. Read the book. (laughs) You give life to everything and the multitudes of heaven worship you. Nehemiah 9, 6, NIV. Know therefore today and take to your heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above on earth and on earth below. There is no other. Deuteronomy 4, 39. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end, Ecclesiastes 311 NIV. I want to point out the Deuteronomy one, didn't mention the uh, the version of the Bible. Uh, When I read these verses, something in me says, yes, I'm not going to lie. I think Nikki feels this way too. And then we get a prayer. Prayer. So God, I'm reading that you know the stars by name and that you know when one is missing. There's so many. I want to believe you would know if I was missing too, and that I mean more to you than a little star among billions of stars. I want to know you better. Do you know my name? I believe that verse says you have set eternity in my heart because I just sense somewhere that you are real and that there's more than just this world. Thanks for what you're showing me. Amen. Wait until Walker finds out how many people there are. (laughs) Billions of stars. We can just miss a star. That's fine. But me? (laughs) You know, I, I did like... Uh man I am I was
2: I was <laughs> vibrating during Kevin's reading. I was too. You, <laughs> I could I feel was, it. I could feel I it cuz I as a as a raised catholic. Mm. Uh I found I found the 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 I found the uh 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 editorializing fascinating. <laughs>
1: as a raised Catholic I didn't recognize any of those books you were reading
2: you sure didn't (laughs) as a raised Catholic I was like I was like
0: I thought there was just the Bible Right. Oh, oh, the King James Version. You'd like to think there's just the Bible, sir. Right. There are at least sixteen thousand wh- English wh- translations.
1: Which of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jeremiah? Is that like <laughs> is that some foreign language name for John that I wasn't aware of? Uh
0: I did like that we got Deuteronomy. We're going way old school with that one. And a psalm. Get, in there, get
1: your but... Torah on. Love to see
0: it. It's
1: a Pentateuch.
0: Um, I don't know how what I just read could possibly fit into the story. Now I could maybe see like the general, but like 25 pages in, we're pretty heavy on the religion for a faith journey. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, we're already we're already there. <laughs> There's no we're, journey. We're already at full faith.
0: That prayer was pretty yeah. dang on close to a full Unlike, on conversion. I want to know Protestant Protestant which. <laughs> I want to know which version of
2: the Bible he was reading that told him to. Try to fake a penalty um, <laughs> in TQL stadium against Yerson Mascara. Well, Th- hey,
1: hey, Walker, thou shalt not bear false witness against thou thy neighbor. Thou shalt
0: not bear false witness against thy neighbor, but if he's Colombian, that's fine. <laughs> As we well, first of Columbia, not our neighbor. Um. <laughs> everyone, everyone is your neighbor.
2: Okay, wow, Fred. Okay, pretty, Fred
1: Rogers. Calm that's down. That's, pretty, that's,
2: a, that's a fucking Jesus thing. Like, who that's is my neighbor? Woke right there. Who is my neighbor? Everybody's my neighbor. That's in the Bible.
1: See the problem with that's the in whole the prob- real Bible. The whole problem. <laughs> the whole problem with this though is it says love thy neighbor as yourself, and I hate myself so.
0: Uh, you get a carte blanche on hating everybody else, I think. You found a loophole there. Uh, I'm not no, a fan uh, of me. I was going to say, Friar Tuck, uh, Ray Gaddis taught us that God does allow them to uh, to do these things sometimes. To push so, buttons. Yeah, yeah. See,
2: listen, <laughs> in response to the lawyer's second question and his attempt to redefine who qualifies as his neighbor, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, 29 to 37. Jesus makes it clear in this parable that a neighbor is anyone around us regardless of their ethnic, religious, or socioeconomic status.
0: But it does imply proximity.
2: <laughs> around. Around right. is... Around, I'm around is around, debatable. Right, no, I, I'm bo- not I moved around to a nice neighborhood shade. for a reason. Joseph Mascara was certainly around <laughs> Walker when Walker ran by him and faked a, faked a foul.
0: Uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Lord uh, doesn't
2: allow you to push buttons unless you're uh, Jewish and it's the Sabbath and you need a Sabbath goy. Right, you need. Then the elevator just to stops at all the, the floors. For you.
0: you, need the the reverse button where you push the button to make it stop working. Otherwise, it's <laughs> permanently working. <laughs> um, so that was the punishment. And for, walkers, for, infra- been-
1: for infraction number one, which we are all on. Infra- Kevin and I are on infraction number one. Grayson is yet to commit his first infraction. For oh, which man. he will be forced to read a page from the play on a soccer and faith journey.
0: <laughs> we'll try to find more King James for you if it, if it comes to that, Grayson. So um, we, uh, yeah, I do, also- do
2: want to get, I do, I do want more opportunities to get canceled by talking <laughs> about people's religions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every, I, it does, it's all good. It's all like, fine. I've got nothing against somebody's individual religion. I do find the weirdness that this player's mother wrote a story kind of loosely based on him and his high school self. It's very weird. I think so it's people, fair to say that's weird.
2: People will not rem- a lot of people will not, will not remember this because they didn't listen to the episode. That's fair. But in the episode where we, where we found out about this book... I read a passage that's in the Amazon preview for the book. <laughs> yes. Where the author, who, as you may remember, is Walker <laughs> Zimmerman's mom, writes a passage where Walker Zimmerman notices a girl sitting in the standings, watching him play soccer. Oh, yeah. And is attracted to that girl. That's right. So this oh. is a book where the mother imagines her son being attracted to a girl and having son feelings.
0: And I believe and everybody's also, in high school. In They're this? all in high school, yes. Yeah, real. Uh, there's a lot and of things you wouldn't want to touch I'm not, with a I'm 10 not, 10-foot look, pole. I'm, not, I'm not a psychiatrist.
2: <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm I'm barely a person. <laughs> I'm not just, in anything. I'm I'm just a guy, you know, just just talking.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm just a guy. Day. I'm just a guy with a podcast <laughs> then, that has twelve listeners.
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm just pointing stuff out.
3: You know, I don't want people to
2: I don't want people to take it too seriously. I'm just pointing no. stuff out. No. Draw your own. We're a draw your own conclusions. Do your own research
0: podcast we are always have been always will be yeah uh, speaking, speaking of, of walker that, zimmerman <laughs> nashville lost no oh, wait, Nashville no. one wait wait speaking oh, of doing your own research yeah, we gotta okay.
2: announce we gotta announce the penalty for strike two
1: okay so oh. strike two oh, we've no, decided, no. strike two we have decided that we promised everyone that we would not be mentioning his name And we take that pledge seriously. His with a lowercase H. Don't worry. Yeah, no, 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 no. We've (laughs) we've moved on from the capital H. We'll leave that to Becky. Um, So Grayson still is on infraction zero. If he commits a first infraction, he'll have to read a page from the book. Kevin, you and I are in trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, If uh, a second infraction of Mm. the do not name him occurs, uh, the person committing the second infraction will be forced to buy a ticket and attend a showing of the movie Police State, uh, a new film by Dinesh D'Souza, available only in theaters October 23rd and 25th. Um,
0: <laughs> can I, I go a know. step further? Can I can I suggest a a step further? They need to they need to write a a, a book report, as it were, of the movie and post it somewhere on Reddit.
1: Or on the post. I mean, or,
0: or just, just on the post. <laughs> yeah, I do.
2: I do. I do love people not uh, listening to the postcast and stumbling upon a fawning <laughs> review of the new Dimension D'Souza film on our
0: soccer website. <laughs> oh, they must have been hacked. But no, everything else just picks No, no, up no. no. We normal. were not
2: hacked. This is this is just <laughs> and, what we
1: do. And this let me tell you, let me tell you something. <laughs> if I fuck up and say that I am going to move heaven and earth to get Kevin to say it too. Cause I don't want to go to this movie by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need someone else there with me so that it's very clear. It's a bit and I'm not just going cause I'm a supporter.
2: <laughs> oh man. I, I want to be clear. You know, we don't, we, we love, we love all our listeners.
1: All 12 of you. All
2: yep. 12 of you. If you, if you love, if you like that movie, that's good. I agree with
0: you.
1: <laughs> if you like that movie and want to sponsor us dinesh
0: i like you even better <laughs> now we're talking we're gonna have i think, it makes, this. I, think
2: it's, I think it's good to be a free thinker <laughs> it's and, important and accept good points
0: yeah it's important for a free society to have a free exchange of ideas we can all agree to this um Let's talk about the rest of the league, real fast. Let's let's just let's do our own research on the show. Um, as as far as the numbers I'm seeing, we could potentially Wait, well, I'm seeing bags of numbers just walk out my door.
1: <laughs> I've got footage. They were delivering numbers in the middle of the night after these games had already wrapped in the 90th minute. I don't know what's going on here.
0: I mean, that that is such a good parallel you could fall asleep after the fcc game in st louis could have won and you wake up and go what the hell why is our lead smaller where are these points coming from in the middle of the night this is an outrage um we have a nine point lead we gained a point in the standings somehow on the supporters in the the dead of
2: night sleepy pat noonan (laughs)
0: sleepy pat Noonan managed to (laughs) smuggle in with how many meals was it 2000 uh brought in some mls points and we are now nine points clear of st louis and orlando in the supporter shield race philadelphia has a game in hand they're still lurking out there we have a game in hand on st louis um if you give
2: philadelphia and new england three points for the game in hand which i know is not Ah, yeah, I know it's not the right way to do it, but if you give them each three points, they they game in hand, they should have to play the game
1: and earn all three points. That's the way we should do it.
2: Yep, (laughs) (laughs) that's the but those are the those are the team. Those are the closest. Quote, quote, closest teams. Yeah. Because if they won their game in hand, they'd, they'd be eight points behind.
0: Right. So we are eight or nine points ahead, however you want to imagine that with that game in hand. And there are, for FC Cincinnati, five games left in the season. Things are certainly coming down to the wire. There was the possibility... This week that the supporters Shield could have been wrapped up uh, this coming weekend. That will not be the case. However, it can be wrapped up by next weekend. Uh, we need Orlando, St. Louis, Philadelphia, and New England to continue to drop points. Draws are fine in this case. Uh, we need them to not win. And Cincinnati needs to be winning their games. If Cincinnati can win the next two games, they will have virtually locked it up if sec can draw the remaining five games they will they will have locked up the supporters shield yeah
2: we're not going to run through all the all the scenarios because it's uh there's a lot it's boring to say numbers (laughs) Um, yes but philly and new england philly and new england have the highest ceiling yes they can get to 66 so if we won the next two games we'd be at sixty five yeah so and and orlando can also get to 65 um we need basically you know orlando to drop a point philly and we need to drop two points and we can have the shield wrapped up by the end of september
0: that would be nice Would certainly I mean, the big thing here is that we want to avoid needing the last two weeks of the season. That's Atlanta and Miami. I know Miami's a weird team right now. They're they're going through some stuff. Certainly feels like they're putting all their eggs in the open cup basket right now, some weird substitutions in their midweek game this week.
1: Here's the other thing too. It's it's that you very much get the sense that you don't want this team to play with that kind of pressure of a collapse or play with that thought. Mm -hmm. Um, There were stretches tonight where I said it in the group chat that we were on that it felt like the moment was getting too big for this team and that there was you could get a sense that a lot of the frustration that this team was showing on the field wasn't just frustration about tonight that there was something bigger at play. And the bigger thing at play is that like they are on the five yard line, like the goal line is in sight right now. And last year in this moment, when they played Chicago at home with Mm a chance to wrap it up, they absolutely spit the bit last year under that kind of pressure. They eventually got the job done the next weekend in DC, but don't the last thing I want is this to linger and to even put the thought out there that oh my god, we might be screwing this up, so get it done I, now.
2: I would I would tweak the analogy somewhat. I would say like the ball on like the twenty five or thirty. I think this. I think this team seems to be like kind of floundering with like, kind of like an amorphous goal. Mm. Um. But every, but nearly every time, they've had like a very short term defined goal, like get something out of this game. Yeah, they've gotten something out of the game, but like starting the game, like, well, <laughs> let's just play our game and win this, right? They seem to be struggling with that lately. Yeah. So it's like if you're like at the thirty, if you're at like a thirty yard line. And you got to figure out an offense to get in the end zone. Yeah, they may be setting for a. they may be settling for a field goal. But if they were on the five yard line and it's like you have to punch it in right now, I think they could do that. And which is like, I think that like, I still feel pretty good about this team in a playoff game in like a win or go home game.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
2: I would like to see I would still like to see, you know. More because I think the the some of the parts can be a bit higher than it is. Mm -hmm. I just I do think that they're in like a little bit of a weird spot where yeah they just kind of know that it's very likely they're going to win the shield. They need to get a combination of like results on their own, and other teams need to do things, (laughs) and other teams like Montreal. Have more clearly defined goals, where it's just like, "Oh, we need to get results."
0: Yeah,
2: or we're not gonna make the
3: playoffs. Ugh. I think, a, I, think, I think there's a psychological component to that. Um, I want them to be killers
2: who are just right, like we're just doing headshots every yeah. game. Yeah, but
1: but there's you, also there's also yeah. this too for like just purely based on the math right now we were talking about this before we started recording and not to get too deep into like numbers and fcc is on 59 points uh orlando city's on 50 points if you just assume that those are like that's where it's at right now if orlando city wins out they go to 65 if fc cincinnati draws out they go to 64. like Mm. one of the worst case scenarios you can imagine They are still one point like there's no margin for error for anyone else other than FC Cincinnati and FC Cincinnati has an enormous margin for error still.
2: I'm just mainly glad that somebody tipped us off that. That that the script called for FC Cincinnati to win the Supporter Shield, the second season of our
0: podcast. Yeah, right. That was helpful. Yeah. really that was strategic. In hindsight we probably
1: should have just not done last year. We could have just jumped immediately to this year.
0: Yeah, that was
2: something that was something uh uh Beth Jerding told me. He was like, "You guys might want to
0: wait a year." <laughs> we got we got too excited, you know. We, we just couldn't be contained.
1: I just want to win supporter shield cuz I think we might get the 2 dozen listeners if that happens.
0: that would be I, pretty cool. Look, I
3: I think if we get supporter shield, we can be happy with the season. Yeah, I'm not trying. To,
1: I'm not trying to write anything off. Right. Whoa. Now, if we get th- support, if we get supporter Shield and all 12 of you tell another one of your friends to listen. I think I'd be OK with that.
0: I think I think we said this at the beginning. No, I know we said this at the beginning and I'll stick with it, that this season is a success with a trophy. It is a failure without a trophy. And we're we're knocking on. The door of one of those trophies, frankly, the hardest one to win, uh, which is I feel like we're already willing to settle for that one, even though it is the hardest one to win. You know
1: what what I can't wait for? I can't wait for us to win the shield and still be angry (laughs) when we lose in the MLS Cup. playoffs. (laughs) So so, so
2: here's I I agree. I will. I will be mad. Yeah. If you lose in the MLS playoffs or even in MLS Cup final. Okay,
0: but at home, I
2: don't think we're at the point where we can call any season a failure where we win the shield and don't win MLS Cup. I feel like like New England, New England can do that because Uh, they've been around a long time and like haven't
0: won MLS Cup, right? Yeah, but their shield was the points record. I don't know. At least the most recent one. Yeah, I just it's such a. Yeah,
2: but like, Long- look, we, we, we have like an incredibly like competitive season.
3: Yeah. Like uh, how how many points was New England ahead of the number two team? Mm-hmm. That year, right?
0: That's a good question. I'd have to go. That's back like it's
2: like that's like a that's like an era stats thing, right? Where it's like, yeah. how far ahead were you from your
0: contemporaries? Yeah. Because it feels, I don't know, it, it, from what I can remember, it felt like it was a race, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on with the rest of the league? No? Yeah, so, uh, oh, shit. Dang
3: Hmm? Yeah, uh, New England fucking run that season. <laughs> oh, nobody was close? Okay. <laughs> no,
2: they were 19 ahead in the oh. East. And then Colorado won the West with 61.
0: Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, so that's, right. that's, that's pretty good. So at least but, we're keeping it competitive. But we're
2: like, we're, we're not far from that.
0: No. Uh, can we still win the points record? Is that still on the table for us?
3: No. No. Uh, we, we can tie it.
0: Up. We can ah, tie it. Okay. Damn. Have to win out. Oof. I don't think we will, but it would be cool. That's going to be a whole narrative.
2: Postcast, postcast sells out on the season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't set the record for the most points in history, it's a failure.
0: Yeah, I've always said that. Shut it down. (laughs) All right, let's jump over to part three. Let's preview Charlotte. Let's get out of here. All right, we are back. It is part three. We are going to do our patented, incredibly in-depth uh, preview of Charlotte coming to town to face FC Cincinnati. Charlotte uh, most recently seen battling Philadelphia to a 2-2 draw. If I remember correctly, they were leading in this one 2 to nothing. Indeed, they were. They were winning two to nothing as of the 61st minute, and they managed to bungle it away two to two. Um, This is a team that is not good. They're fighting for a playoff spot, and I think FC Cincinnati should defeat them without any issue. I think it is reasonable to expect. A win? I think it's reasonable to expect a big win. Am I crazy? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I shouldn't even follow up on that. I should just end with that. <laughs> it just, I, until they really put the hurt on somebody, it's just, there's a, I just got a feeling from watching this team the last three weeks that it is going to be a grind until they clinch shield. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe once they do that, they'll start playing freer and the expectations and the pressure of whatever eases up for just a minute but then they'll ratchet the fuck back up for MLS Cup playoffs but i just don't i don't see that this team is playing with the sense of i don't know it's everything seems wound really tight the body language like you said earlier isn't great they're missing chances um it's just not right between vasquez lucho and Acosta right now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or Vasquez Lucho and Bepenza right now. And until we see some proof that it is okay, I just I don't know how you can say, oh, yeah, we're going to run this team right now.
0: Yeah. I- They talk about this, especially around the NCAA basketball tournament uh, teams passing the eye test. I think FCC is currently failing the eye test, despite the results generally going their way. Um, I feel like that's kind of been the narrative on the season. But in these last two, three weeks in particular, it just hasn't looked clean. It hasn't looked super decisive. In fact, the last time we've seen them look that decisive was against New York City FC. Charlotte's worse, so that's kind of what gives me hope. There is that we get Charlotte not on a weird turf stadium, we get them at home.
2: Charlotte's not really worse. They 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 are one point behind NYCFC, and NYCFC has played two more games.
0: Mm, okay,
3: but Charlotte's still pretty bad. Yeah, um, they are worse on the season than Montreal. Um, they're certainly not anywhere close to where we are,
2: where Orlando, Columbus, Philly, New England, Atlanta, Nashville, I mean, teams that we've yeah beaten or tied at home.
3: Yeah. It it would, one of the worst it would, defenses. It would be that... a so Charlotte has scored 36 goals and given up 45. That would be... uh, That's exactly reverse of Orlando City, who is second in the East.
2: Hmm. So if they had scored as many as they'd given up and given up as many as they'd scored, they'd be number two. Wow. So... (laughs)
0: uh well thankfully they haven't done that (laughs) right Right. (laughs) and what a
1: weird world that would
3: be
0: (laughs) so like
3: they got we got to win this game this weekend yeah yeah and gotta win it comfortably yeah
1: so like there's another thing too in sports of peaking at the right time as and of right I, now,
2: ooh, somebody must have uh, read Pat Brennan's article or watched the Pat Noonan uh, press conference before this game.
1: Oh, did they talk oh, about that? My my
2: my fuck. Pat oh. asked uh, Noonan about oh. like peaking at the right time.
1: Oh, well, and he he like bought into it. Yeah, no, it's this team is definitely. There's a sense this team peaked over the summer, and yeah. they've got it in them to be better, and that's sort of like. Okay, so you want to win Shield. That's obviously goal one, two, three, four, and five. But goal six is this team's just gotta get its vibes right again. Mm -hmm. It's gotta get it's it's gotta get swag back a little bit. And it's gotta what this game turned into tonight was was frustration, emotions boiling over. You know, Arias yelling and shouting over somebody. I'm shocked that a fight didn't break out at the end of this game. Miazga doing a, cheap, a cheapie on the goalkeeper to get his card. Um, just, you're not seeing the poise, the composure, the precision that this team was associated with when over the summer, they were just punishing teams for making mistakes. The defense was smothering. And the defense has mostly been okay I mean, it was a really low percentage shot they gave up tonight. I think the XG you talked about earlier, Grayson, bears that out. They just need to get their swag back. I'd love a big win to do that. That's what this team more as much as winning the shield. This team needs to set itself up so it goes into the playoffs looking better than it's looking right now, and just the game moving better for them.
2: Yeah, this is this is dumb as shit to say. It's the
1: postcast. That's our brand.
2: Um, but. (laughs) You can't let Charlotte score first. Yeah, you got you got you got to be tight in the back. Without me, I was good this weekend. You can't let Charlotte score first because if Charlotte scores first, they're going to shut it down.
3: Yeah, and I am not sure, do. and I don't. I know they all do, but I don't know that we are humming enough to to break down a team that has shut it down. I mean. Yeah. We got. We were fortunate tonight, and I will take it for sure. But as was
2: pointed out before, taking out both Bupenza and Vasquez at the same time is not the sign of a like (laughs) confident humming (laughs) offense. I don't know. That's not. I don't. I don't. I don't. I could be wrong. I don't view that as a like very reliable strategy that you can replicate from game to game I mean, when they, the other team shuts it down
1: i mean philly kind of tried to shut it down on us up too. we came back in that montreal yeah, we, we tra-
2: subbed we subbed bupenza in yeah i mean and he didn't have lucho to to deal with i mean, I mean Newton, like
1: <laughs> noonan's pretty good at like finding his way out of these situations i would like it if he didn't have to do that if we didn't right. dig a fucking hole for him to climb, to to well, manage his way out, didn't out of find it out against orlando Right. But Orlando's like, that's like, yeah. Okay. So against the second best team in the league, you can't do this shit. But like everybody yeah, but else. Best team. We should right. beat them. Don't Wait, dig a hole in the that? good team. Don't dig a hole in the good teams. On the bad teams, I think we can play our way out of just about anything. Yeah, I mean, but don't do it. Don't do it. Just because you can do it, do it don't, doesn't mean you need to do it. Don't do it. And also like,
2: I don't, I don't care about the pundits who were like, oh, we have to see FC Cincinnati like dominate a team or we We know they can win a tough game. We need to see. I don't give a shit what the pundits need to see. I think the team needs to feel confident and needs to dominate when they should dominate.
3: I think and I think that. I think MLS Cup winning because. I'll say it. I think
0: we're
2: going to win the shield.
0: Bold. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> throw that is, throw
2: that ooh. throw that at me. Mark it Careful. down September twentieth. September twentieth. Grayson win without a limb. <laughs> I think we're gonna win the shield. I think this team wants to win the cup as well. And I think part of being a cup winning team is being able to go out and dictate. And having the and not just like being able to dictate, because we know they're able right. to dictate. I think is going into games, especially in the playoffs and vibing,
1: right? You know, so so I'm feeling like you are going to do it. So what I'm hearing you
3: saying is that the real key to victory is being a dictator. Yeah.
0: You might even want to implement a police state if you were. <laughs> i <hey>, didn't <Dinesh laughs> say exactly that but you just dis- <laughs> should say don't, i did Hey,
2: why
0: don't
1: you just say his name just try it out just see how it feels just try it on dinesh d'Souza nah you know friend down in miami just say it all
2: the
0: cool yeah. kids do it our friend in miami uh ronald DeSantis. <laughs> I was thinking more of an Argentinian persuasion, but I like where you went with it. (laughs) Anthony Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what's
1: your prediction for this game? Uh,
0: My prediction is a... (laughs) God. (laughs) Are we on part three? Yeah, we're the, part 3. This is part Great. 3. I was going to joke and say a one nothing victory for Charlotte, but I will say a 3 to nothing victory for the FC. We mm-hmm. get everything that we were asking for. Grayson, chief, what do you think? Oh All no, let's go I go
3: on I caught on Grayson. Grayson. I'll, I'll 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 4 to 4 to 1.
0: Okay. But Charlotte scores first. No, God, yeah, four, said, no, no. No, four to one, four to one,
2: four to one for us. We score two, Charlotte scores one, we score okay. two more. Okay.
1: <laughs> Chief. Two to one, they score first.
0: Oh, that would be so annoying. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's it, it can't be easy. That's just, that's the way it, the way it be.
0: Both goals scored by brett halsey and alvaro barrial and lots of questions are left asked about the uh the offense how many minutes the
1: confederacy talker staying in this podcast
0: Mm, keep it all number keep it all (laughs) keep it all (laughs) bold bold
1: (laughs) well much like much like the confederacy fuck columbus
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community. There, talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else, and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, please. Like us, review us, subscribe to us wherever you are getting your podcast. That is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps spread a podcast so much further. So please share this. If you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this, pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.